Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Pastor Clark Covington, so glad you can join me here today. As we get into a second part of a multi-part series, I can't say how many parts because I don't even know yet. It's such a big topic. We may stay on this one for a while on having faith in times of trouble, of suffering well, of trusting that God is going to get us through these difficult times. We grow in hard times and our Lord loves us so much. He wants us to grow more perfect in knowledge of him. And because of that, when we get to our end, we'll be thankful for his molding because we are made more like him. Think about it. Christian means Christ-like. How can we be Christ-like if we've got it neutral and we are never seeking and desiring to be more like him? Because maybe we're just set in our ways. Maybe we're, we're looking for uh, an easier path. Maybe we're intimidated or scared by what changes may come, you know, people in general, don't love change. I, I consider myself to be someone that used to be pretty spontaneous. And I can tell you, I don't love change. I often think of that stubborn sheep, you know, and the Lord's got his rod and he's, and he's, and he's got a staff and he's guiding and he's chastening and he's trying to get you to go over here and you want to stay over there. Even I can tell you stories and I'm sure you could tell me stories of times of, of, of not wanting that change, especially when we're going through hard times, but that is when we grow. And we understand as the foundation of this principle that God loves us. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, God loves us. You know, he thinks of us peacefully. We are precious to him. Amen. Those that have been saved, those that have applied the blood of Christ, uh, have believed on, on the blood of Christ for their salvation, those that have believed that Jesus Christ died for their sins, that he really did was uh, raise again, rose again. He really did rise again from the grave. I, I should say, I'm kind of tripping over my words here, uh, but that he rose again. Those that believe on, on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we're saved. We are born again. And we, the Bible tells us we are bought with a price. Paul's, Paul himself calls himself a prisoner of Christ. This idea that when we are bought with a price, we're no longer our own. We are now God's. We are his children. Amen. And see, the world says everybody is God's child. No, everyone is God's creation. God's child, that's the one uh, that's born again. Amen. And in order to be born again, you have to accept Christ as Savior. And when you are born again, then you become a child of God. And there's some implications to that. You get the Holy Spirit living within you. You understand that uh, Jesus Christ, God's only begotten, uh, died for your sins and was risen again. There was a very precious price paid for your salvation. And that God loves us. We have the comforter living within us. And yet we go through hard times. Could it be to compel us to have faith? Could it be that that's where we'll grow the most? And I mentioned that the prosperity preacher, and maybe not just the prosperity preacher, maybe it is 
you fill in the blank type of preacher, says God loves you so much, you can be rich and live easy. And that sounds real good to us, doesn't it? It tickles our ears, doesn't it? But that's not true. That's not biblical. The Bible preacher says God loves you so much, you're going to go through hard times to grow. Amen. You show me a man or woman of God in the Bible, one that had God's favor, and I'll show you someone that went through very hard times. I'll also show you someone that had faith. So we are to trust God in hardship. He's up to something. He's doing something good. And we aren't to go crazy and try to do something big for God. Oftentimes, the underlying theme of this message, at least, is that obedience is better than sacrifice. You don't have to feel pressure to do anything more than God calls you to do. It's simply better to endure and trust than to do something big God doesn't want you to do. 1 Samuel 15, 22, and Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. God just wants us to obey. He wants us to listen. And what's he telling us here today? I believe by the working of the Holy Spirit, God is telling us, number one, in your life, expect turbulence, but don't panic. Number two, you're going to encounter obstacles, but you seek the Lord. And number three, trust God's plan. It's for our good, and we are to work with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And today we're going to drill down a little bit on number one. Expect turbulence. You know, calm is what we hope for, but tribulation is what we're promised. And Jesus tells us to prepare. John 16, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus here, we love to look at this and say, Jesus is going to give us peace and he's overcome the world. But oftentimes we'll skip that middle part of the verse here that says, in the world ye shall have tribulation. Now here the word tribulation, as I understand it, means problems. It doesn't mean the great tribulation. Here in KJV Cafe, we believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. That means in the Bible, the way that, that I've studied it and understood it and the teachers I've been under have all explained it to me similar that God's going to take us out before it gets very bad, us being the church. And so I don't mean the great tribulation. I mean daily tribulation, right? Rather than looking for a comfortable life, we should seek peace with Jesus Christ, our Lord, amidst the struggle. Amen. We should seek peace. You know, there's nothing better than a preacher giving context to a verse because many verses are taken out of context. So I read you the last verse from John 16. Let's go ahead and bump it up and start at the top of John 16 and see what the Lord Jesus Christ is explaining here. These things I have spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that hath sent me. And none of you asketh me whither goest thou, but because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the Prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. 
How a bit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. And then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father? They said, therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew what they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves that I said a little while and ye shall see not me? And again a little while and ye shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman she is in travail hath sorrow, but her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it uh, you. Hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. And that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world again. I leave the world, and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou comest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. And here's our text, verse uh, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. All right there. That's John 16. You just got the whole chapter in, amen? If people say you studying the Bible, you can say, I'm, yeah, I just read John 16, or I had it read to me, amen? It's story time. But that's a real true life story there in John 16, and that's a true life event of Jesus Christ telling his disciples the future persecution of the church, that the Comforter, capital C Comforter, the Holy Spirit is going to come as he ascends to be with the Father, that the Spirit will guide them in all truth, that sorrow will be turned to joy, and that this sorrow turning to joy is like a woman in, in, in birth pains. Uh, once she has the child born, she's overjoyed. I remember when we had our son CJ, and it was a complicated pregnancy, especially at the end there. Uh, there were some problems there, and we were worried for CJ. And man, it was, uh, it was getting very scary as to what they might have had to do emergency C-section. They didn't. But when that child was born, when that child finally... Uh, was resting in the arms of the nurse and then in the little bassinet thing that they have there uh, with, a, I guess it's almost like an incubator with a light. And CJ let out a big roar of a cry. We all rejoiced because he was alive. There's breath in his lungs. Amen. God had provided us a son. Amen. And this son was okay. And we were so 
relieved and mom was okay, amen, and we were praising God. And all of that hardship that we had gone through with the child was now uh, not being thought about at all because we were praising God for the joy of that new birth. And that's what Christ is telling us that, hey, soon enough, we're going to be with him in heaven, amen, and there'll be a new Jerusalem, amen, and there will be a new life full of joy and happiness and all pain and all sorrow and all sin will no longer be. In fact, there's no night in heaven, amen. I love that. There's just the light and there's no sun because he is the light, amen. Oh, what a beautiful time that'll be. But this time here, we are still, as I understand it, in that birth pain period when we're in pain and agony. I believe Paul writes about it, that the, with the whole earth is groaning and moaning and in travail. The Christian life is not for the faint of heart. Jesus himself tells us to expect turbulence and that we should rejoice in him because the time is at hand. Amen. But when we expect turbulence, we won't be surprised when it hits, right? And isn't that part of uh, preparation as a Christian? Isn't that part of what God wants us to know, what, what Jesus Christ was telling the disciples as he was preparing for his passion, that they then had to prepare for a very turbulent and upheaval time in their lives when bad things were going to be happening. Amen. They were going to think everything was all over. They were going to see Christ crucified on the cross before they saw him resurrected again, before they saw him in his resurrected body, those 40 days and 40 nights, before he ascended up to the Father, before the Holy Spirit came down from heaven. Uh, This is before all that. And they were being told, prepare yourself, prepare yourself. It's going to be good, but first it's going to be turbulent. So could God tell us through John 16 and through his word for us to prepare ourselves that to be, have faith in him and not to panic, but to trust God and trust God's plan, amen, and not panic in turbulent times. And if we're able to do that, if we're able to trust God, I believe that he will help us with that faith, grow in knowledge of him, and we will come out of that hard time better than we went into it, amen. And that is part of having faith. Next time, we're going to look at how we encounter obstacles and how we seek God. So tune in next time. But again, thank you so much for listening here to KJV Cafe. Uh, Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.